Monday to everyone in the sports universe. This is the AM Drive on our YouTube channel. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carvelis. Aaron, how was your sports weekend, sir? Uh, sports weekend was good. I played a little golf. I think I hurt myself. I, get, I think that's getting old. But um, we had some fun basketball games that I kind of tuned into and uh, thought I was going to get the night to myself last night, but Netflix decided to crash for millions of of women. And uh, instead of my wife watching the Love is Blind reunion, we had to hang out. <laughs> oh, poor thing. I know. Um, I heard CNN was going off about it, too. So that shows you it was a pretty big deal. Well, Netflix is a, a, a very major company. And I mean, in the world we live in, yeah, when you mess up, you're, you're going to hear about it. And I mean, what, you know, whether it's justified or not, I mean, things happen. Technology happens. But you're going to hear about it, on, especially on social media. Amen. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Get awesome shirts like this. Awesome hoodies like that over there. Get everything with that logo on it. And yes, those are cool mugs. I know you have a black version of that mug, too. It's fantastic. MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Check out all of our great sponsors, socials, YouTube, etc. NBA weekend recap, and really I have a poll on this because I feel like these were the four best games. I was like, which I asked people on AM Drive TV Twitter what they thought was the most important win. You had the Kings being the Warriors in game one. Darren Fox had 38 points. Um, Sacramento was electric, as you'd imagine, their first time in 16 years in the playoffs. Um, Miami Heat scored 130 versus the Bucks, but Tyler Hero broke his right hand, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is questionable moving forward with a lower back bruise, but I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, Kawhi Leonard scored 38 of his own to lead the Clippers past the Suns in a big-time upset. Um, remember, Kawhi does well against KD traditionally in the playoffs, and because I just remember Zaza Pachip shot, I mean Pachulia. And, of course, we have the Lakers beating the Grizzlies, but John Morant's um, trigger, I mean, um, his finger or his hand area got hurt as well. Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves were actually the leading scorers for the Lakers in bets nobody had but could have made money on. Thoughts? Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to, to sit here and say because I felt like the Lakers were really, you know, uh, the, the team that had the chance against their upper seed. Giannis getting hurt obviously mattered for the Bucs. He matters so much to the Bucs where if he's back and he's healthy, I, I still don't think this is a series, but he's not healthy and he may not be back. Uh, but the, the the biggest shock to me was the Clippers. I mean, all, all season long, we told as long as, as long as KD's back, this team's running through the West. And again, this is one game. Let's not jump to conclusions because – you know, anything can happen, but to steal home uh, home field advantage or home court advantage from the Suns uh, the way that the Clippers did, you're right. It, it wasn't a game, but particularly the Suns looked too interested to play. And I mean, it, it looked to me because this is one of the games I watched uh, a little bit. And it looked to me like this was like the KD show and everyone else is going to stand around and watch. Mm. So that that recipe is not going to be good for Phoenix. They better figure that out. So. Um, this to me was not necessarily a shocker, but it was just to me the most uh, statement-making win of the weekend for me. And I think uh, I think Denver rolling through Minnesota 
say what you will. I think that was a big statement win. I mean, you look at it, you had on Saturday, you had three faves and a dog cover. And then on Sunday, you had three dogs and a fave. I mean, it was easy for Denver to lay down in game one, but I, I thought, uh, I thought Jokic's supporting cast played really well, which is which bodes well for Denver because if it's all Jokic, you're right, they're screwed. Michael Porter Jr. Jamal Murray played well in that game. You were correct. Um, Westbrook shot three of nineteen, but made crucial plays late in the game, including a big block on Devin Booker that really got people fired up, and that was awesome. I actually did tune in to see that play, and then like I, didn't, I missed the entire game, but that was cool to see. Um. I want to get to this, though, because the Mavericks have been fine for tanking. It's weird not seeing Luka Doncic in the playoffs, but Aaron, two-part question here. Um, Does $750,000 really matter to Mark Cuban, and does this stain Luka's legacy moving forward? Because I think Luka low-key has to sign off on this. Am I right about that? Uh, So the short answer on both of those is no. 750k doesn't matter to Mark Cuban. I mean, that's a drop in the bucket for this guy. He can probably just get Shark Tank to pay that one for him. Um, you know, Mark Cuban. It feels to me, and and I could be wrong. You could you could you could uh, you know rebut this, but it feels to me that Mark Cuban's other ventures are keeping him a little more disinterested in this team. Now that doesn't mean that that, that it's okay for this team to just not be successful. On on a surface level. You know, the second we'll move to the second question with Luca. I don't think this stains Luca. I think this back half of this season and and what he does going forward with or without Kyrie, which is probably going to be without Kyrie. I think this season has been a stain for multiple reasons himself, his attitude, and of course, Kyrie coming to this team. And whether or not you agree with this is what happened, it's a cancer. It it literally dissolved this team, whether it be from acquiring Kyrie. Uh, what they had to give away for Kyrie to come in and how they've played with Kyrie. Uh, as far as the specific game, I understand that, you know, fans can be pissed and, you know, but for me, this is, this is, this doesn't do anything. What, how does this help the fans? How do I mean, Oh, the fans didn't get to see who they wanted to see. Yeah, I know that sucks. Life is unfair sometimes. Uh, so what are you going to do about it? Are you going to use the 750,000 to reimburse the people who came to see Luca and Kyrie and all these guys? No, the NFL or the uh, NBA is just going to just going to eat that. And so who wins? The NBA wins. The fans are still losers in this spot. The fans got no they got no game out of it. I mean, they got a game, but they got no nobody they came to see. They paid premium dollar for that ticket. I'm sure. Yeah. And they're still out of it. I mean, they're still out of that money, like for a basic glorified G League game. So the fan still loses. So to me, I think this is complete and utter BS. If you want to find a team seven or fifty, honestly, uh, it's like a PR move to me. I mean, I know that I know they're tanking to protect that top ten pick. Take the pick away from them. And that was my thing. Like they only have like three percent chance, but like to make the top pick. But I'm like, that's a really big deal. Like, like I agree with you. That was like what most people were seeing on Facebook is that like take <clears throat> this pick away. Well, like they could have made the play-in game, and I think they could have made the playoffs for crying out loud with one game with Luca and Kyrie. Well, and, and I'll I'll flip the script here because what I will say is that they had a the the, the pick was top ten protected. Right. Had like a what eighty percent chance of being in the top ten. So I understand why they did it. So like I said, from from a team perspective, it makes complete and one hundred percent sense to me why they did what they did. To keep that pick, you know, make sure you stay in the top ten. Maybe you maybe you get yourself a star. I don't know. 
at, at 10, it might be tough, but who knows? Maybe you do, your ball bounces your way and you end up with Wembenyama. I mean, <laughs> anything is possible. But, uh, I mean, from a surface standpoint, I get why the team did what they did. They're going to keep, and, and the thing is, at the end of the day, they're going to keep that pick. And $750 is a drop in the bucket, or $750K is a drop in the bucket for Mark Cuban, and they still get to keep that pick. So the juice was worth the squeeze, in my opinion. It's probably like $7.50 or like 75 bucks to him, to be fair. Effectively. In in in, in our in our day and in our economic, uh, let's see, hierarchy, yeah, it's probably like a $75 fine. Uh, MikeAndAaronDrive.com for the best in our show. Um, when we come back, we have a guest star. Who is that? We'll unveil it next. But first, a word about safety. If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. All right, and welcome back here into the AM Drive. We are presented by Fanatics. It's very simple. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click that Fanatics logo, and you can shop for all your favorite sports teams, leagues, and players until your heart is content. And when you do that, it helps out the channel tremendously. And for that, we thank you. It helps us bring on pretty awesome guests like the one you see right to my that way. <laughs> Mr. Cody Jansen, how are you doing, my friend? Doing good, guys. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. Always good to see your your bright shiny face. I heard I heard there was a meetup between you two. Yeah, I was in Georgia two weeks ago. Got to to meet the famous Michael himself. Mike said it first. What you say, Aaron? How, how did that go for you? Oh, it's the best. I mean, you meet a celebrity, see him sign. You take time while you sign too many autographs. At the Swarm game. Got fans all over him, but hey, he gave me half an hour of his time. It was it was awesome to pick his brain and talk some lacrosse. But I I, I know he's not a hockey guy, and so his Kraken might get waxed in the first round. But uh, I think that there's a lot of excitement around playoff hockey too. I want to ask you, like, since he wanted to bring that up first, I just want to ask you real quick here. I personally like the guys that the Kraken have. I've like kind of like I know probably more on that team than any other team. Do you think playing hard and having some decent guys is good enough to give Colorado five or six games? No, okay. no, that's again right. they can play run and gun hockey, and I think that they will score a little bit. Like they're they're not going to get shut down in too many you know two one hockey games i don't think I, I think they'll probably be in some 4 3 maybe 5 4 games with colorado but end of the day e even with colorado missing key pieces i i just think that they're too good they're they're too deep they're too fast maybe seattle steals one at home but i i don't see this going six or seven games at all go ahead aaron yeah, I, I can see that. I, I did it in the bracket challenge, Mike, to be fair. I did give Seattle two. I don't feel great about it, but I gave Seattle two games. Um, but uh, let's stay in the West here, kind of start there, uh, Cody, because, you know, Vegas here, the home team for me, has the number one seed, uh, and no one's given them any love, any credit, any respect. I mean, what they've been through this year, they've been through 367 goalies, uh, it feels like, and in lineup changes galore, they – you know, I know that they're already doing the LTIR thing, which is always the soup du jour you know, during the playoffs. Who's got the most LTIR space? But, um, you know, with everything Edmonton went through in the beginning, 
Uh, they seem like the logical favorite just because it's one of the greatest power plays I've ever seen. But uh, how are you feeling about the West and how this shakes out? Because we're really, other than what we just talked about, not even talking about the defending champs. Well, I'll start with Vegas. I I don't love the matchup against Winnipeg for them. I'm always a guy who picks based on who has the better goaltender. And so I really think that Connor Hellebuck is one team. And even if it was the Oilers facing them, I would say that you did not want to meet Winnipeg in that first round. That's that's the only team that scares you because goaltenders can win you games in playoffs. Uh, you've seen it with Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky getting past Toronto last year when they probably shouldn't have because he was a 940 at times. Like, goaltending is so key in Vegas. If they can find consistency in that position are definitely a team that's to be scared of. I think there's also an effect if we haven't seen how Eichel can perform on this stage, right? This is a whole new X factor that the Golden Knights have. That's an unknown to some extent, you know, is he going to be invisible? Is he going to be clutch? Like he has been with the Americans on the international stage. I, I do like Vegas's defense. I like their style of play. I really do think they get past Winnipeg, but I don't think it's as easy as, you know, it's not going to be four or five games. I think it's going to take six or seven. And I think that, could almost be the difference maker come round two with if LA beats Edmonton, it's probably in seven games Mm -hmm. in my mind. And so if Vegas can get past Winnipeg sooner rather than later, say five or six, now all of a sudden Vegas is better rested than LA and come round two, they would beat them versus the Oilers where, you know, you probably do want to finish off that first round opponents as quick as possible because rest and staying healthy is huge. Look at what Edmonton had to deal with last year without Darnell nurse. Well, he was there, but he was playing on one leg in a torn hip flexor. That's <laughs> still the craziest thing ever to consider that someone played in the NHL playoffs on that. Leon Dreisaitl played on one ankle. Like health is so key when it comes to long playoff runs. And that first round is a difference maker for many teams where if you get pushed seven, if you get beat up a little bit, now you're in trouble come round two, round three. No difference goes for the Pacific. That's going to be the the healthiest team gets through. And Vegas beats Winnipeg in, let's say, six. I'll say they'll, they can end it in Winnipeg maybe. And then for the Oilers, I think, again, I went bold actually. And so I'm going to stick with this. I, I think they beat L.A. in five. I had them, you know, in six. But with L.A., they're dealing with some injury issues right now. Velarde's out. Um, Fiala, again, you're missing multiple teams. 20 plus goal scores for a team that already struggles to score. I don't even think they know who their starting goaltender is. They trade for Corpusalo and Phoenix Copley has been just as adequate. If you want to put it that way, I do think Corpusalo gets the nod, but does he really scare anyone in the West? Probably not. So I'll, I'll take the Oilers and give me the golden Knights. I think that'd be a great second round. If it helps, um, uh, based on like what the knowledge that I have, I chose the Dallas Stars to beat the Vegas Golden Knights in the West Final in my in my AM drive bracket. Eric, can I switch to the East here and ask him about those bastard Bruins? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you, Cody. What we know about the points record, it's it's really amazing what they did this year in Boston. Those fans are just so wonderful and nice people. What makes the Boston Bruins team different than any other great 
regular season team that came before it? Their depth. They have so many lines that just roll and just uh, top to bottom, they all play one way, and that's foot to the pedal. They follow their leaders, and that's the best part. I guess, you know, Bergeron's kind of questionable for tonight's game, for game one, so that's an interesting aspect. But, like, if you think of the way that everyone played before them, it just feels like the Bruins have never changed, and they just keep getting better. You see Marchand under everyone's skin, but he's the first one to go to the net. He'll score goals to get to the dirty areas. You see Bergeron never quits on a play. You see Krejci, you know, in the past, you've seen Chara, Lucic. Now you've got Pasternak, who's just a one-gear type of guy. They have so many different players that all seem to just they give it all they have every single game. I don't know. You rarely watch the Bruins and you say, ah, oh, they're taking a night off here. They don't do that. And then you add a goaltender like Allmark, your backup in Swayman. Like, I, uh, I don't know. They, they tick all the boxes. They, they check everything. They don't have a weak spot. I, I think their issue might be Allmark's playoff experience and, and goaltending come playoff time. I've always been a proponent of pick the hottest goaltender. I I don't know. I I think who's going to beat the Bruins in a seven-game series? It seems very tough for me to to pick someone, especially I I think Toronto or Tampa would probably be your most likely bets in round two. Tampa hasn't been playing great, and Toronto, their goaltending is not to be trusted. And he hit the nail right on the head. I, I thought, you know, Boston's toughest matchup would be in that second round between those two teams because uh, what you said is, is correct. But I, I think the winner of that series between Toronto and Tampa is really going to hone that talent because I, I, you're right. Both teams haven't been playing great, but it's going to take seven, what I believe, grueling games in that Tampa-Toronto series to get right, to get uh, that matchup with Boston. Yeah, sorry, Florida. You guys can just take your parting gifts right now, in my opinion. Florida's uh, gonna muck it up though. I like that. Florida's gonna be chippy. They that's gonna be a fun series. I don't know how much Boston engages. I think they're a little smarter than that. But like the way Florida played Tampa last year, despite getting waxed, like every game there was fights, there was huge hits, there was brawls, there was stuff after the whistle. I'll give Florida credit for that any day of the week. Yeah, and now they've added a Kachuk to the mix, so whoopee. <laughs> uh uh, talk about the Metro here. You know, uh, we have, what do we have? Islanders, we have Devils, we have Rangers and uh, and the Hurricanes. You know, it's, uh, the Metro is always, to me, from top to bottom, the better division. It seems like this playoffs, we're going to get some good ones. Uh, you have the the Hudson rivalry with uh, New Jersey and, and, uh, and New York. And then, of course, the Islanders and the Canes. What do you see kind of transpiring in those two series? I can't stand Devils fans. I, you guys know the World Hockey Report way. There's, give me Rangers in three. I just There's nothing about New Jersey I want to talk about here. I, I think the Rangers are legit, but again, they're kind of they're at that banged-up stage. How healthy are they? What type of Shesterkin are you going to get? But, yeah, give me the Rangers all day long. And then Canes Islanders. <laughs> I mean, Mike, name one player in that series. The most boring hockey teams on earth. I I, I should know more about the Carolina Hurricanes, but I don't. You know, I I I can understand why that statement is made, but that's one of the more just the way they play, the style of play. I mean, obviously with the Islanders. I, 
adding I both. I love one nothing games. I was a big fan of Jaguar versus Broder back in the day, but I don't know. Like the the Canes really. It, it, I'll put it simply: if I have a chance to watch a different game. I'm not watching Carolina versus the Islanders. I hope the Islanders can pull off an upset. I think their fans are as rabid as it gets. And so they will just give the Carolina faithful an ear. That's going to be an all-time Twitter matchup because the Canes fans are loud on Twitter. They they have fans. I they I don't know really how they have fans. It's Carolina and it's hockey. <laughs> but again, they show up and they are petty. And then you've got the Islanders and anyone from Long Island is just going to run their mouth 24-7. So that's a that's an all-time Twitter matchup. I think on the ice, though, like just hammer the unders. I don't know. I don't see them scoring much. We're probably going to see like four and a half as over-under totals in this series, which is crazy to think about. But like Sorokin versus Carolina, I – that's a coin flip series in my mind. It is. I, I, like I said, I think it's low key. One of the more interesting one to watch for just like you said, it, it's, it's boring hockey, but I, 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 I'm, I'm interested to watch that series. For Aaron, sure. you're a betting expert though. Like, are you just betting overtimes on these? I, I, I don't know. I think like I Carolina Islanders, I feel like that's just made for overtime. Skip the first 60 minutes. Yeah. Let's just go <laughs> let's just one, one into the continuous overtime. <laughs> Am I uh, wrong though? Is that not is that not a play people should be looking at? Again, I'm not one to be giving out betting advice, but I mean, you can look at it. But the situation is is a lot of times Vegas is smarter than the average bear, and they're not gonna you're not gonna get the plus money on an overtime bet as you want. But you're right. I think the unders. I mean, I think you're gonna get a little higher than four and a half. I think you're gonna be. I think we might actually have playoff series with five and a half. We're going back to the five and a half days. It's it's totally plausible with these hundred percent. We will. That's. Um, let's, uh, I want to move back, uh, over into the West and I really just want to talk about one thing, you know, Mike and I were having a conversation about legacies and, you know, things like that. And, and my two questions are, are ones that Mike and I, um, went back and forth with, uh, you know, cause, cause Mike was, Mike was shocked that Connor McDavid's season season was only the 15th best all time in terms of points, uh, considering, you know, the new hockey that he is. Uh, but let's talk about his playoffs. He's kind of almost the Mike Trout, except he's made it a little bit more. Uh, with this team, with this power play, and with the West kind of shaping up that everybody believes it's theirs, what does this do if he doesn't make a, a Stanley Cup final? And then on the flip side, Mike says that if the Bruins don't hoist the Cup, this season is a failure no matter how many points they get. Do you agree with that sentiment as well? Aaron, you know that second answer. You're a Tampa fan. You remember Columbus in the first round. I do. I, I, I think it's very, very simple. It's a, it's a failure if you're the Bruins. Maybe if you get yes! to the Stanley Cup final, you can say, okay, that's sufficient. But if, if you don't get to the Cup final, no one gives a damn about how many games you won in the regular season. I get it. They've got a record book. You're probably in the Hockey Hall of Fame. whoop de doo You don't have the cup over your head. You don't have a ring. That's that's what NHL players play for, and it's the hardest trophy to win for a reason. For Connor McDavid, I don't know if the Mike Trout comparison really makes sense because, like, McDavid ripped it up in the playoffs last year. Even against Colorado, he was single-handedly keeping them in games at times. And if the Oilers are to lose out, I, I hate to say it, you're probably blaming goaltending. Like, Stuart Skinner is still a, a rookie. probably should win the Calder this year. Right. 
you're kind of relying on a rookie goaltender here. Like, I don't know. You can't always outscore your problems. I think we are coming down to the <laughs> nitty gritty. I, I, I don't think that's, that's unfair to say that it, it's <laughs> nicest way possible. It should or get off the pod. If you're the Edmonton Oilers right now, like, You've got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. You got to do something about it. But I also don't think like this is the year where it's like win a cup or blow it up for this off season. It's like you probably should be getting to the Stanley Cup playoffs or you know to the the final this year. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. But I also don't think it's unfair to think that the three year window starts right now for those three and really making a go at things. Yeah, I think I think Edmonton's got to look at their season as getting to the cup is is a colossal success. But anything like I don't know, maybe this is just fan, you know, inter, interference. No, I, I think I think getting to the cup finals the bar right now. I, they got to the Western Conference final last year and lost to a Colorado team that was the best team in the NHL, right? So I think Colorado got worse and the Oilers got better. I, I, that's not unfair to say. I. I think that's a, you know, I don't think anyone would really argue with that. And so if you are the Oilers, now it comes down to, we got to take the next step. What's the next step? Get into the Stanley Cup final. That's where they should be. I'm going to make my picks. I, I, I got Bruins over Stars, Aaron. Uh, The picks I made on the bracket challenge was Bruins over Vegas. Okay. Cody, can you make a pick? No, I, I can't. I, I had the Oilers over the Bruins in the cup final. Okay. We also didn't really talk about that Stars Wild series. I, I do think that Dallas, I, I'm a huge Jake Ottinger fan, so it pains me to say that I think they're going to lose against Minnesota. I don't know. There's just something about the Wild. And there's something about Ryan Reeves, who's just one of the most electric players to watch. Like, that's a guy who's just going to go run around for five minutes a game, intimidate everyone. And Kaprizov's going to score three. If they get the goaltending for Marc Andre Fleury or that Gustafson kid, like they can't. I don't know. Minnesota's kind of a weird team. They're they're like the least deep team in the NHL. They have zero depth, but they find ways to win games. They hang around with teams. That's the scariest part. Is when teams aren't getting blown out. You know, they're they're always in it for some reason. So give me the Wild over Dallas in that series because we didn't talk about it. Stanley no. Cup final. Oilers, Bruins, Oilers winning seven in Boston. Hey, that would be awesome. I'd like to. I'd like to agree with you about the Wild, but I don't trust the Flower. Sorry. Thank that's, you. Hey, that's totally fair. I there's a lot of skepticism, but also this is the first year ever Minnesota's had a backup goaltender in Gustafson, who's been pretty damn good for them too. So I I can see them rolling with the the kit in this one. Awesome. Yeah. Send Cody on his way. All right, that's going to do it here with Mr. Cody Jansen. Cody, as always, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come slum it with us, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon as these playoffs continue. There you go. Go Knights. Go crack and see you guys. <laughs> that was great. Hey, he disrespected the Lightning. Come on, man. They're right here. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, thanks again for for – Cody Janner, play-by-play of Saskatchewan Russ. Of course, there's all of his uh, involvement with the World Hockey Report. I mean, there's nobody better, uh, you know, in this, Mark, in this, like, sports media. In my opinion, there's nobody better than Cody. So, uh, thanks. Big shout-out to him again for taking some time. You uh, you want to talk about this a little bit? He kind of he kind of pooed on your stars there. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Um, So, a lot of my picks were – 
low key hearing about what, the team. What's yeah? What was the star? How, why the stars? So I looked at I was comparing like the box scores, like the power play kill, like the penalties, but how they how their power play works, how their penalty kill works, their goals allowed, like more so than goals for. I feel like defense is a big thing. Um, I feel like the stars had enough defense to get by. My biggest test for them was the Golden Knights. I didn't even think about the Oilers. I I feel like the Oilers, like I've seen it before with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. I don't know if they're physical enough. They can be good all they want to, but to me, when it comes to playoff hockey, I've learned you to be physical. Well, those and two I don't. Think, have, those two don't have to be. They got enough guys that'll back them up. Well, I still think I, I got to start because the limited knowledge that I know. I got the stars, and plus I like the big-time market getting through against the big-time Boston market. I'm not hating it. I just want you to show your work. I mean, the thing is, yeah. the, stars, the stars have a gauntlet. I mean, if you look at it, anybody who's in the you know in the West, it's – I mean, the playoffs are the playoffs. It's it's tough. But, like, the stars have to go through the wild, which, again, aren't going to be a pushover. They, While they don't really advance deep in playoffs, they definitely make you, like, realize you're in a series. Holy so, crap, yeah. that hurt. More, more than likely, you're going to be playing Colorado in the second round. So that's another tough series. I mean, Colorado, they've lost a couple of pieces from that from that cup team last year. Uh, but they're still effectively the same team with Nathan McKinnon and, and those guys. Uh, then you have what will likely be the winner of Vegas and Edmonton in the, Eastern, in the Western Conference Finals. So you've gone through the Wild. You've gone through the Avalanche. You've gone through uh, Vegas or Edmonton. And then... If we're all correct with Boston, then you got to play ball. Like that's the toughest. That's the toughest playoff stretch I can see. It's nothing against your pick. I just say that's right. such a that's such a tough road to hoe in that spot. So I believe the Kraken are very physical. I think crack. I do think Kraken are going to give them um, Avalanche six games. Like I feel like I, I know my Kraken enough to know they can score, and they're also very like evil. Like they can be evil, like the other team he was talking about. What is it the I, the team the the Panthers he was talking about could be like really evil chippy. after the play. Yeah, Chippy. <laughs> um, so I like that fact. I I, I don't think Kraken are going to pass the first round. I just want to let that be known. I hope Grubauer like has a little bit of a revenge sense in, in him because it was a obviously the goalie for the Avalanche before they won the cup and they got rid of him. So, um, but VGK well. was my toughest opponent for the in the West for the um, Stars. They're all tough. Those those four teams, the stars and, and the stars are no slouch themselves. Like he said, Jake Ottinger is a, a wonderful goaltender. I don't know if they could score enough to hang with some of these teams. So we'll have to find out. I also feel like the um, Lightning will get past the Maple Leafs and just ruin Toronto's hopes once again. I did pick uh, really, Lightning in seven. I think. I really hope so, man. The, the Lightning team I've seen over the last two months doesn't lead me a ton of confidence in our bracket challenge. I did pick them to win in seven, just like they did last year. But uh, I don't feel as good about those. Like, I mean, I, you remember when we previewed the playoffs last year? I was like, the Lightning are making the cup, and you guys, you and Stanley, were like, "What is this guy talking?" I don't feel that way this year. Oh. Uh, definitely don't feel that way this year. It doesn't feel like a year. But Vasi is one of those guys. He can just turn it on. I mean, like he said, you know, like look, Cody said, ninety-four percent save percentage will, will get you to the final without uh, any. Any uh, any need for up, upper scoring here, but uh, you know he answered the question about Boston, and, and and I know we talked about it last night. Like obviously, you know, an all-time team hoisting a cup is just what you expect. Now, when I say when I say that, you know, like if they run into a hot goal, like if they run into the second round, they run into Vasilevsky, what, like exactly what we're talking about. And they just can't get by this guy. 
like they they're not going to win the cup. Like you know, okay. like, it's 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 a it's a categorically failure of a season because you are the great team. You are the greatest now. You're the greatest team of all time in the regular season in terms of points and, and wins. But that's what's so great about the NHL playoffs is like that you run into one guy. One guy can literally shut down your legacy, and that's what makes the NHL playoffs great. And that's why I said it wouldn't necessarily be categorically a failure. What Tampa did when they won the President's Cup, to me, is one of the all-time gaffes. Oh, it's got 128 points at the time, tied the all-time record. For you to only get swept in the first round, that is that is that is an all-time failure. That is an all-time colossal failure. Does it help having Brad Marchand on the team against a team like the Florida Panthers? Yes, because he's going to go ahead and take care of all the dirty work. But like like Cody was saying, they they need to not engage with Florida because Florida knows they don't really stand a chance in this series. So what they're going to do, same what they did with Tampa last year, they're just going to make you agitated. And if you don't engage with it, you're just going to run by these guys and say, thank you, see you later, appreciate the practice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Brad Marchand obviously helps because he'll get in there. He's the rat. He's the agitator. Uh, he'll take care of the dirty work, and hopefully Boston will just move on. I think I think Boston gives them a game. I think Boston moves on in that series in five. I think I had like five myself. I, I didn't have any sweeps, I don't think. I don't think you can't have sweeps in the playoffs in the NHL. Well, you can definitely have sweeps, but I just feel like there's there's teams good enough. Every single team in the playoffs is good enough to win a game. Right yeah. Now. Vasilevsky, to your point about meeting them in the second round, it – to me, I feel like if you, if you believe, like if a person believes the Bruins are getting by the second round and they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals and make it a, a series, you pretty much believe the Bruins are still hot and still playing good hockey. I feel like if that's the case, they kind of have to get to the final. They kind of have to win it. Like well, if you feel like they're going to stop, they're going to stop in the second round. That's it. Yes. I think if they're getting stopped before the finals, it's the second round, whether it's Toronto or Green. That's their, that's their hurdle. I don't think. Carolina is good enough. I don't. I definitely don't think New Jersey or either New York teams are good enough to beat them uh, in a seven-game series. So it is. It's it's Toronto uh, or Tampa. Whoever comes out of that series is is Boston's hurdle to the final. And um, yeah, ultimately, even in those series, I still think Boston's Boston's the way better team, and and they should win those series. But again, it's the NHL playoffs, man. You watch it long enough, you realize nothing surprises you anymore. I want to talk about real quick about the Minnesota Wild because you mentioned Mark Andre Fleury, mm-hmm. and didn't he win it with the Vegas Golden Knights, right? Or came they finished second, right? Up, oh, yeah. Okay, doesn't that help? I mean, that gives Minnesota a lot of fire, though, knowing that he has the experience. Well, he's also won three cups with Pittsburgh. So there you go. But guess what? He's like thirty-eight years old, man. <laughs> That I mean, bench is, is like forty, to be fair, the in, la- in the NLL. The last uh, time he was in the cup, he was it was six years ago. I mean, I, I'm again nothing against Mark Andre Fleury; he's one of the nicest people in the world. But I just I don't trust him in a series. I don't. I've seen him enough with Vegas and Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, he's not the same goalie that he was in Pittsburgh, and I think he had a little bit of resurgence in in Vegas. I just don't think he's that goalie anymore. I'd love to see him win. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see Minnesota get to the final if it's not Vegas. I'm fine with that. I mean, but it's just – it's not practical. Yeah. I do have a question, though. I'm going to get to our NBA real quick because we, we didn't talk about, like, our picks on our 
NBA either. Okay. Um, I have the Lakers being the Celtics. I've been flip-flopping between Celtics and Heat. But Tyre here breaking his hand is a big thing to me. I like the Heat, like they they've always played the Bucks well. Before the Giannis hurt his lower back thing, the Heat were still up by 10 at that point or whatever. They were still going crazy on him. I feel like the Heats are a good enough team to get far enough. But I think Boston, I really like the addition of Malcolm Brogdon before the season began for Boston. I think Boston's got, a, got good depth off the bench. And I think that Celtics and Lakers would be a great final. Especially like if LeBron James gets, like gets to the final and some finals and somehow loses to the Celtics when Kobe beat them. That'd be crazy. But I had the Lakers winning it all in seven. Yeah, I uh, I went chalk. I think for all the chaos that is these playoffs, and we'll have some fun chaos in the first round. But I think ultimately it'll it'll run chalk. Now, of course, this was pre Giannis injury. I had Milwaukee. Um, I I thought uh, I feel like this is Denver's year, and I really, with all the MVP talk and all the everything that went down, I really just I really want Denver to make the finals, and you know have Jokic carry his team and have. MB just sitting there bouncing probably the second round who's going to win the MVP. And then they're going to see, you know, the guy who averaged a triple double in the finals against the other guy who should have won MVP as well. Um, you know, a lot can happen obviously here. We'll see what happens with Giannis. You're right. I mean, Miami, again, I thought it was such a crazy scenario. Now I thought Miami was going to win their first play in game and be the seventh seed. I said, one of these two teams, Miami or, or Milwaukee is going to get the Southeast champs. Like the fact that this, the the division champion Miami Heat are an eight seed is just blows my mind with uh, yeah they do playoffs right now uh, so yeah it's really it's really kind of I don't want to use this word because playoffs are playoffs you beat who's in front of you but it's really kind of unfair to have you know uh, you know my Milwaukee having to face Miami right. And, got uh you know you got philadelphia getting to face brooklyn you know with, with what's left of the only reason brooklyn's in the playoffs is because what kd and harden did before they're not harden kd and Kyrie did before they got bounced out of town um that kid mikhail bridges who randomly went from the suns to the nets and all of a sudden started, started scoring 35 a game i would like to think that the nets get a game but man that, that's the closest one to a sweep yeah i think so in the first round in the east uh i think the nets would get a game um, probably like game four when it's 3-0 or something like that, something silly so that Philly can take it back home. Uh, I, I guess we'll go down them. I mean, Milwaukee and Miami, I don't know anymore. I, I still think Milwaukee probably gets this in six. It might. Ha I would have said six before, and now I'm thinking maybe seven, depending on what happens. Tyler Hero is obviously a big blow for them. But, you know, if they've got Jimmy and Adebayo, uh, they're going to be okay overall if they, if they got those guys playing well. Uh, what do you have? We have um, Boston and Atlanta. I think Boston, Boston killed Atlanta game one. Boston might sweep them. Boston might sweep them. Uh, I kind of like Quinn Snyder though. I, I like Quinn Snyder aspect. I know he's kind of joined midseason. That was weird. Yeah. I, I like Trey Young to get maybe one or two games. Maybe. Uh, let's let's go down this. What do you think about Milwaukee, Miami? I, know, I already know what you think. You think Miami's going to win? I think Miami in six. Miami in maybe six. seven okay. now. So in this one, you think Boston in. Five. After the game one and five, but originally I, I said six. Okay, I think Boston sweeps them. Uh, Philly, I think gets it in five. Like I said, I think they get the gentleman sweep. They give Boston or they give Brooklyn one. Uh, the most intriguing matchup for me is that Cleveland New York. 
uh, for New York to get one there. That uh, was good. That was pretty pretty big. Uh, I'd like to see Cleveland get by, but I feel like New York's going to win this one. I feel like New York's going to win. I think this is a seven-game series, though. Uh, Jalen Brunson continues to amaze me how stoic he is and just how – you can just tell he's a career overachiever and he doesn't even show any emotion. It's it's insane to me how good that guy is. And it, it to me is up to RJ Barrett's efficiency. If RJ Barrett can like play a, a game with no turnovers and like good shooting, I feel like Knicks could actually beat him. But Donovan Mitchell is so good in the playoffs. Right. And that's why I think that's why I think this game is this series is seven games. And really whoever you know, plays the best on game seven. I think, I think these teams are pretty equally matched where they're going to get games. Uh, and I think maybe New York got a game they shouldn't have in this one, you know? So I, I think this one's a seven game drag out series and whichever team advances, isn't going any farther than the second. So. And Thibodeau has, is going to have the Knicks playing hard no matter what. So. So in the West, I, I think Denver beats Minnesota. Uh, I said five, but I have five. The, yeah. I'll stick with five. Uh, the two seed is who? That's that. That's uh, Memphis. You know, John. Ja Me- Lakers beating them with a healthy jaw, and now Jaw has a little interesting thing going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, here's the question though, and I'll ask you this: If Reeves and or Reeve and 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 Hushimara, however you say it, who's your mama? Whatever his name is, right? Who's your mama? <laughs> don't ball out. I mean, are, are the Lakers? really a threat i mean ad is hurt again did he come back in that game he did that was just weird that dude's always pulling or spraining something what a weirdo he is yeah so i mean i don't know it it would take it it feels like it takes you know acts of faith or like you know acts of heroism for this team to really be competitive i still think memphis gets this one but i think this is a seven game series okay I think John Morant's if, if he can be a little bit healthy, like especially in games three and four. Like let's say game two, he's not healthy, and Grizzlies find a way to get a win. Although Desmond Bain did give him both like some pretty big material after the game, saying, "Well, we ain't gonna do that again." I'm like, "You idiot! You freaking idiots!" Um, LA, LA gets game two. I think it's over. I think you're right. I think it's over. Oh yeah, but I feel like Memphis can can hang around. One thing I like about them is that like. To me, the Lakers, they rely on, they're going to have to rely on D'Angelo Russell eventually to ball out in these point guard matchups. Because right. I know Lakers are going to have to play either the Kings or the Warriors. So pick your poison of Steph Curry or Deere and Fox. Like, one of those two teams is going to, if Lakers do get by this, D'Angelo Russell has to be a big thing. Yeah, no, I mean, that's why they brought him in. That's why they got rid of the other guy who's in LA. You know, that's why they got rid of Russ. So, who's uh, that? <laughs> Three six is uh, the Kings got a big win. Obviously, like you said, it was hype. It might have been their Super Bowl. That's what a lot of people are saying. You know, not being in the playoffs for the better part of almost two decades. You know, uh, the 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 Warriors are still favorites in this series despite going down one zero. Um, I took the Warriors. I took the Warriors in seven. I'll stick with that. Kings in six. Said it before. Say it again. All right, and then the last uh, the last matchups the four five the Clippers got a big win on the road. Um, I still think Paul George matters, and that he's not there. I think ultimately KD and this team get it right. I mean, Chris Paul's just too good to let what happened last night, you know, continue to be a trend. Uh, in my opinion, the Clippers, I don't know, I don't trust them. I mean, I love Kawhi when he actually plays. So uh, I'll say I said Suns in six. 
I think I'll stick with that. I think I'll stick Suns and six. I said originally five because I totally for I I just disregarded Kawhi against KD. Kawhi, I don't know what brings out Kawhi's best when he plays KD, but good Lord Almighty, that dude. Even like the Warriors and Raptors series, I know like the Raptors get a lot of flack because and rightfully so. But Kawhi, remember with the Spurs, he played that super team really well mm-hmm. until he got hurt. And to me, it's like. Kawhi's going to have something to say, but I think Kawhi just can't do it by himself. I think Russell Westbrook cannot shoot three of 19 ever again. He probably will, and that's why they're probably going to lose in six. Well, and and you mentioned Kawhi, and that's the reason Kawhi is so revered and respected is because when he is healthy, and of course I know he's the the poster boy for load management, when he's healthy, he is absolutely incredible. He's he's efficient and he's consistent. Absolutely, and and it's it's fun to watch, but not it's not consistent it's not his health is not consistent enough but you're right this team is just not good enough i think the talent on on phoenix should outweigh this um it may go seven but i'll stick with the suns and six suns nuggets i gotta know your thoughts on that one because you said nuggets get by them yeah yeah i mean how many did you have i had i'm trying to remember i think i had nuggets in like seven it was six or seven i have suns in five Wow. I just I feel like I, I want Yogesh to do well. And based on our poll, by the way, um fans, I don't know why fans were just so bent on having Joel Embiid win the MVP. But I actually picked Jokic in that poll that you picked. And I think Jokic is, is losing he Giannis has five percent whoop de do out of twenty votes, which is one vote, and then mm-hmm. Embiid has fifty percent and Jokic has forty five percent. Blows my mind. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't vote in that poll, but I. I, oh. I think. I think it's either the other two. <laughs> I really don't think it's Embiid. Yeah, he he averaged thirty three points. I, I think he played what sixty games, sixty two games or something like that. And One I mean, I, Harden. For me, for you, for you to average that many points in, in that many games, and you're still the three seed, where the other two, the other two contenders both led their teams to one seed. And one of the contenders average. Did he end up finishing averaging a triple double? I know he was averaging a triple double, but he was pretty damn close to it. He probably was close on the assist. That's the only thing I can think of. And the thing, the problem is, is that now that the narrative has been put in that like we can't let this guy win three straight MVPs because Jordan never did that. I, it, Who cares? It doesn't matter. It, and you know me, I'm a Jordan guy. Like I don't care if if he's the best player, the most valuable player in the league. He's he's what the new what the kids like to say now. He's dragged this team to a number one seed. He's the MVP. Philadelphia low key single handedly. Jokic averaged nine point eight assists, and that's sad. <laughs> Two away from a triple double. Because yeah. remember, remember we gave Russ the MVP when he averaged a triple double, and his team was like a six seed. Right. He, uh, he was the only thing good person good on that team. To be fair. Sure, he was absolutely the most valuable player on that team. I'm just saying, if if somebody's averaging a triple double, that is relatively—I know it's happened, but it's relatively unheard of. Right. Your team um, is also the number one seed when you're with your other two complementary players coming back from injuries. I'm sorry, even if it's your third one in a row, maybe the other two were less deserving, but this one ain't. I'm sorry. By the way, I had a 75 to one preseason bets. On the 
on Trey Young and Luca to add, to lead the league, Trey in assists and Luca in points. How about both guys on Philadelphia trump my bet? Harden and Embiid. <laughs> yeah, Embiid had thirty three point one points. Luca had thirty two point four. He was second. Wow. Harden had ten point seven assists. Halliburton from um, Indiana had ten point four, and Young had ten point two. How about the fact that James Harden, once infamous for what scoring like sixty something points or a hundred and something straight points without an assist, right? Leading the league in assists. Go you. Go Harden. Harden's had a really good year. I feel like, and that's and he was he was good in game one. Sometimes it takes it takes a few years for these guys to realize what their real role is. Seems like he's not the superstar. He's just a really he he can be he can play one A and one B. I don't know he's, if he's he's still a superstar, but it's not for just the scoring reasons, right? Um, let's yeah. take a break though. We we don't want to run out of time here because we got to talk NFL. Our team's really trading up for Anthony Richardson, and Dan Snyder has gotten six billion dollars as his reward for screwing up Washington D.C. football team. We'll be right back. All right, once again, welcome back here to this Monday edition of the AM Drive. We are not going to have time for our MLB top fives, but we will have a uh, we will have the graphics out as soon as you uh, you get to see this show. We'll have graphics out. You can judge us accordingly on our top fives. But don't forget about Fanatics. They're right there in the upper corner, right down here, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. They're a match made in heaven. Go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the Fanatics logo, shop for all the sports stuff. Hockey and NBA playoffs are in full effect. NFL, of course, you have your draft merchandise and so much more. MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click the Fanatics logo. Shop today. We thank you. Our NFL team is really trading up for Anthony Richardson. This, of course, after the Cardinals are fielding offers for the number three pick. Oh, Lord, help us. Aaron, I'm, I I like Anthony Richardson, but I'm more of a guy who's, who says, wait if he falls to you. I think he's good enough to pick if he falls to you, but trading up and giving people assets is not, he's not good. He's not promised enough for me to do that. Yeah, he's just not proven in this spot. And it's nothing against Anthony Richardson, but right. he almost feels like the Johnny Manziel hype without the Johnny Manziel tape. Mm. Look, I mean, I mean, I know that a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of talking heads said that like Johnny Manziel. You know, depending on which way you turn, Johnny Manziel should be the first overall pick, or Johnny Manziel shouldn't even go before the fifth. Uh, Anthony Richardson, to me, I mean, like I said, like I've watched probably more Gator football than you have. He just showed me absolutely nothing. And, yes, he's a physical freak, and, and I think that matters. Obviously it matters because it's, it's the reason he's even being discussed right now. But why is his physical specimen – I know his speed is one thing, but, like, Levis is a physical freak too. He's just probably not as fast. But, I mean – do we really believe that teams are actively trying to trade up to draft a project? I just, I don't buy it. Are teams trying to trade up for Will Anderson? Even then, I'm like. That's his a... tape didn't flash to me either. Well, no, it's not that his tape didn't flash. He's definitely a solid pick. But 
what are you having to leverage to go up to get a middle linebacker? It's it's amazing to me. And I, I know that maybe this is just the Cardinals wanting to get out of the third pick. That's where I kind of see this more being a thing. But, uh, you know, no no one actually suggested Anthony Richardson I, I, in, in terms of the Cardinals. But I think that the only reason you're trading up in this draft is to get a quarterback or you believe B. John Robinson is just the greatest thing since sliced bread. I've seen a lot of people even in fantasy drafting Bijan. What is with the – I feel like there's other guys that are better than Bijan. And I like Bijan, but come on now. I don't know, man. He was pretty impressive. But, I mean, how often do running backs really work? Look at Saquon who went number two. I mean, the book's still out on him. He's he's talking about holding out this year. Uh, Zeke, I mean – Had like two good years, yeah. Yeah, Zeke had a couple good years. I mean, if you're drafting guys like this with top five picks – you're really got to be in win now mode. Like you got to be in like, you got to be the Ravens who are like, okay, we're going to trade up to get Bijan. Now we got Bijan Odell. Come on, Lamar, come back home, man. Let's play some JK ball. Dobbins and Bijan for crying out loud. So, I mean, it, you know, we're going to talk about trying to field you a, a team full of weapons so that you have no excuses when things don't work out. Uh, but yeah, to, for, for like Bijan Robinson to go to a team that like the Colts aren't trading up for Bijan and they right. got there, you know, so it's, it's it's really I don't know if the Cardinals are just blowing smoke up all our butts or if people are really I just I think anybody trading up to go get Anthony Richardson look what happened with Trey Lance you know anybody trading up to go get a project is is basically sealing their own fate and they'll be fired within two three years I really believe Cardinals stay put I've maintained since day one especially if the Texans draft their quarterback as well I do believe the Cardinals pick Will Anderson or some defensive player. I really like, believe that. Like they should. They have, they should pick Anderson or Carter. I I, I definitely agree with that. Do don't they have a defensive coordinator as their coach now? Uh, yeah, Gannon is the new coach. That to I, me, like I, I told people I love their defense last year. I really believe this is just blowing smoke to see if they can get some crazy offer. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, you can always – the price is right to get up. I just I, – what I'm saying is I think yeah, you're right. The Cardinals stay. They get – Carter or Anderson, it's a, it's a fantastic pick. Right. But any trading up for Richardson or Carter or Anderson, I don't necessarily know if, if the juice is worth the squeeze for what you have to give up. Now that just leaves us to believe – that leads us to Indianapolis at four. If Anthony Richardson's still there, I just does he still make a lot of sense there? I don't think Colts I, – I tell people this before. I'm more of a Bryce Young guy, but even if C.J. Stroud is in, in Bryce Young or, or gone – I don't see, and I think Colts fans are going to. There's going to be a firestorm of Colts fans saying, "Oh, this is horrible." I don't think. I either think we trade back or we don't draft a quarterback. I'm sorry, I don't think it's happening. It's amazing this draft where every single team, including the one that's already done it, every single team in the top five is just talking about trading back. <laughs> I mean, there are there are talent. The quarterbacks aren't as good as people think. There's talent to be had, but it's just. Trading back is always just it's it's just all five teams have been talking about trading back, which just makes me laugh. I do think a lot of it's blowing smoke, like you said. And also I do want to mention this. The Colts, I'm a Colts guy. I really believe I would rather have Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State or that Quentin Johnson could have TCU than I would a quarterback if Bryce Young's gone. If I'm not completely sold on a quarterback, no way in the world am I picking up there in the top ten. I'm trading back, getting an extra pick in the later round, or even the first round, and letting somebody take a swing at one of these guys. You can have them. Who's going to play QB for the Colts this year? Then Gardner Minshew, and we can pick a project if we don't. If it doesn't work out, who cares? 
Gardner Minshew is a, a good spot starter. Fair enough. I think Colts are going to be are going to be better than what people think they are. <laughs> I said that last year. Watch the Bucks trade up and get Anthony Richardson. <laughs> oh wow! I think they could be a Will Levis team actually. I wouldn't mind that. I I'm, I'm not in love with Will Levis, but I, I'm yeah. if they if they draft Will Levis, that's the end of Kyle Trask for sure. Oh yeah. Um, Dan Snyder has sold the Commanders. For $6 billion, I want to commend Dan Snyder. Wait, 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 wait. I can't do that, can I? I can't do that. So, personally, I need the Redskins or the, or the Red Wolves back. One of those two. The Commanders is not doing it, dude. And new stadium. God forbid can the new owner is going to. I think the first order of business should be a new stadium, and then we should get the logo changed. I say we bring back the Washington football team. <laughs> I like that better than the Commanders, actually, and that's weird to say. Yeah, Washington Football Club, just so like, like big soccer. Yeah, Commanders still doesn't resonate in my brain. Is like wow, the Commanders is like still the the uniform never changed. You can't do that. Well, the thing with me was is is because they took down the Redskins moniker because of how offensive it was, and everybody wanted to be. Everybody wanted them to pay homage to like the Red Wing, not the Red Wings, but the Red uh, was the Red Tails for the Tuskegee Airmen. They wanted it to be something that was like representative of my a minority culture. And they just went with the Commanders. <laughs> it's like you could have gone with the Presidents, and I still would, would have hated it. I don't understand that. They gone with the Monuments or something. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so rumor has it that there's another midnight offer coming in for seven billion right now. The the sale hasn't officially gone through. Uh, there's a local billionaire um, who would actually become the first African-American majority owner in the NFL. But I, what I understand, there's a $7 billion offer on the table from this, from this guy and his, his collective. Uh, so nothing is set in stone just yet. But you're right. Dan Snyder bought a team, royally screwed it up for, what, about 20 years, and then gets rewarded for it. You got to love it. You got to love America. That's right. Was it capitalism, communism? I don't even know what it is anymore. It's not communism. <laughs> Take us home. That's going to do it for us. Remember, we will have our, our graphics up here real soon for our MLB top fives. We just couldn't squeeze in the show. Once again, I want to say thank you to Saskatchewan Rush play-by-play and, of course, World Hockey Report host uh, Cody Jansen for coming on, talking some hockey with us. It's pretty awesome of him to take some time out of his day. Of course, uh, all of you guys for supporting. Make sure you support the channel, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. You can get everything, our shop, sponsors, socials, YouTube, all in one place. So until Friday, for Michael Cravellis, I'm Aaron Crouch saying we will see you guys another time. Enjoy your sports week. Hockey playoffs are underway. Drive safe.